If you have to spend any amount of money to watch this movie, be it for a ticket to the theater, a purchase of the video, or even to provide electricity to your television, <laughs> you will have wasted your money. Wow. Ooh. You got real specific there. <laughs> there is no plot. It's the usual what? jumble of gunfire, explosions, people jumping, shooting, no talking on radios, flying in or being shot at by helicopters, drones, airplanes, etc. He just described it's a lot clearly, of plot. <laughs> clearly watching this in an Amish community with no electricity. The movie is bad, but go ahead. It's your life. <laughs> bon Jovi, it's my life. That was a one-star review from IMDb. Hello and welcome to Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Andrew. Greetings. And Steven. And salutations. Wow. The whole the whole line between the two of us. Just gotta line it up, knock yeah. it down. And this is our third in our Mission Rewatchable series, covering Mission Impossible 3, since it's the third episode. I was hoping yeah. it'd be like Mission Impossible 6 here, like yeah. number 3, 6, well, you know. Well, it's whenever you say like Mission Impossible 3, and I'm like, there's no subtitle to this, is there? No, there isn't. I don't Not think, yet. I think there's MI3. I'm yeah. pretty sure it is just MI3. Yeah, yeah. it's just Mission After Impossible. After this, though, we then, get like Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, Fallout. I wonder what the decision Dead was Reckoning there. Part 1, Appendix 4. Yeah, I'm dying. Uh, uh, it falls apart fast, actually. <laughs> I don't know what the, what the logic was there. Like we had MI one, Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible two, and three, and then they're like, "What about subtitles?" Well, at well, this point, so, you start to get where there's so many. I guess I don't know. Well, you put no, a but four, you put a four, four on it. Yeah. No, it's probably because mm. of some other film that was successful around the time that they were making Ghost Protocol. They're like, "Ooh, you know, subtitles. That's a pretty good way to do that." <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> research shows that the market oh, likes subtitles. They this could bump our no. results by ten percent, guys. No. Yeah, <laughs> the money. Man makes the call. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just you want to bump your SEO up, right? You can't just put a four. You Maybe put that's else what it is. is it, actually, that's like, the opposite. SEO would be much easier if it was just the four. <laughs> then everything would be like MI3. <laughs> Instead, it's like colon. Go, Tom goes goal. to Hollywood. They yeah, want to pick up the person who's searching for like, I want to see what TV shows out there about ghosts. Ghost protocol. Is this about ghosts? No, this is, oh, this is Tom. Oh, this is oh, awesome. I see. You're saying they grab hey, other grab people's extra, SEO. Extra okay. yeah, yeah. Stealing. People are hot on ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> put ghosts ghosts in there are somewhere. so hot right now. <laughs> yeah. But we already have the script written. You're going to put ghost protocol in it somewhere. Like, and I want so, him to look at the camera and wink when he says it. So then it's like, so, so is, is like that like a ghost protocol? Is it, is it a ghost <laughs> protocol or are there like ghosts or is that like the name of the, no, 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 Just put the words there. Just leave the rest of it alone. Just leave it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tangent over. Uh, this is part fine. of our Mission Rewatchable series. Uh, the format of this episode is a little bit different. We're just going to have like a roundtable discussion. So after the plot summary, be warned, spoilers from the get. Here. Everywhere. This yeah. is yep. an older movie. We're you know, rewatching the Mission Impossible. Not that old. That's, you know. 2006. 2006. That's, that's 17, 17 years, years old. Wow, don't say that. Man. This movie <laughs> that could a- drive but not drink. <laughs> Think on that, Andrew. Whew. What kind of driver would this movie be? I was, I was <laughs> a shaky driver. <laughs> a real shaky oh, driver. Man. They get pulled over in an instant. In an with- absolute instant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into a plot summary for Mission Impossible 3, shall we? All right, retired from active duty and training recruits for the Impossible Mission Force, Agent Ethan Hunt, played by Tom Cruise, faces the toughest foe of his career. Owen Davian, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman, is an international broker of arms and information who is as cunning as he is ruthless. Davian emerges to threaten Hunt and all that he holds dear, including the woman Hunt loves. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. 
Uh, yeah, released in uh, May fifth, two thousand six. Yep. So I remember seeing this in theaters. I saw it. In I think theaters I did too. Well. Yeah. 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 This was like right after he had the jumping on the couch moment. Yes. And yeah, this it movie like it suffered because of that. Like it didn't have as good a box office as it could have. Because so, I remember seeing this movie and be like, "This is pretty good, actually." You know, like mm-hmm. I feel like Mission Impossible finally hit its stride, and he just torpedoed it because he just had to jump up and down on a couch. And that is why you just don't do stuff like you just that. Don't need to. Just don't, <laughs> Never oh. go on Oprah. <laughs> Can't be trusted. <laughs> So directed by J.J. Abrams, uh-huh. which and is I, I got a little bit of trivia for you on that. This is J.J. Abrams' first uh, feature film. Oh, oh wait, really? Yeah, this I is the first that. movie that he directed. Oh, I thought it was Super Eight. So this is his directorial debut. Yeah, Super I was eight came surprised. Two thousand nine, uh, eight, nine, eight, yeah, somewhere in there, close yeah. enough. After yeah. two thousand six, after two. <laughs> JJ, uh, I didn't realize that. Other trivia: JJ Abrams is also credited as writing and performing two musical scores on this film. Really? Yeah. Oh, if you watch the credits, we were those credits were just scrolling by, and the yeah. wife and I were just kind of chatting about it. She goes, "Wait a minute, JJ, written and produced by JJ Abr- or performed by JJ Abrams," and we like backed it up. And I actually <laughs> wow. went too far when I backed it up, and so she had seen the second mention, and so then we caught another one. We're like, "Wait, he did this one too!" Like, what the heck? Wow. I didn't know he was a composer. I, didn't know I would he like was to seek that out. That. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, with a budget of 150 million, this is the most expensive movie ever undertaken by a first-time feature film director. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. I guess I guess because Lost was really hot yeah. at that time, oh, yeah. that's probably how he got it. Probably yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think this wasn't a bad robot production. So this is before he had his. Yeah, yeah no, it mm-hmm. wasn't. You know, probably bad robot came out after this. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, I thought that was interesting because I didn't. I knew he directed it, but I didn't realize mm-hmm. this was his feature film. Uh, well, so I guess debut. that makes sense because there's a lot less J.J. Abrams in this film. There is than other J.J. Abrams films. Yeah. So I guess the he, least amount of J.J. Abrams. Yes. The proto Abrams. <laughs> the proto molecule Abrams. What? No. What? No. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. It stars Tom Cruise. I was going to say. Star, star Tom we got Cruise. Tom Cruise, obviously. Uh-huh. You have Michelle Moynihan, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yep. Phenomenal. Um, Killer. Yeah, does fantastic oh, in everything he's oh ever touched. Yeah. Uh, Ving Rhames, Maggie Q, Simon Pegg, Lawrence Fishburne, yeah. and uh, yeah. Billy Crudup. I actually like the, so in, in previous episodes, I've talked about how I don't really like Lawrence Fishburne that much, and John mm-hmm. Wick specifically that we talked about. Yeah. Um, he's he really did good really, this. He did really good in this. Oh, yeah, Carrie Russell and uh, Jonathan Reese myers are also in here. Yes. Yeah. And Maggie Q. Yeah, uh, Lawrence Fishburne is a great, I can't really say the full word here, but a hard something kind yeah. of boss, right? <laughs> buttocks. Yeah, buttocks. Yeah, yeah well, that that uh, one scene where he's just, like, dressing him down, and they oh, keep trying to interrupt, oh, and he's yeah. like, excuse me, are you throwing a title at me right now? <laughs> yeah, oh. And I was like, like ooh. That was a good scene. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence yeah. Fishburne did really good in that part. Like, yeah, he, he fits that kind of character really well, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that was, mm. Yeah. So what what did you guys think of Mission Impossible 3? So I actually really like this film for the, like, it's one of those things where it's like when you're watching it now, you can see a lot of the, um, I'll say, seams of, like, the, the age. Yeah. Of, like, there's really bad color grading in this. Oh, uh, dude, the bleach bypass. Like the, the shaky cam. A lot of shaky cam. <laughs> The, but, uh, the the also the everything is green and orange yeah. like color grading they well, did. So I remember whenever I think about um, Mission Impossible three, like before I watched it. Now the only thing I remembered was green. Yeah, that, that is <laughs> a lot of green. It is, yeah. it is very tinted green. Yeah, there's yeah. also a lot of really snappy cuts, like in the action sequences. It's like 
over here, over there, camera three, camera four, camera yeah. three, camera yeah. three. Yeah, and the oh. shaky cam adds to the fact mm. that it, it does. is a bar fest sometimes. Uh, yeah. But if you, when you, whenever you remove those elements from it, I actually like the story quite a bit. Philip Seymour Hoffman good. absolutely destroys it as the villain. Yeah, uh, oh, Tom man. Cruise does a really good performance. Even um, what's her face, um, his wife Michelle Moynihan. Oh, Michelle Moynihan. Yeah, yeah, she does really good. Julia. She, even even what's her face? I thought you were gonna have a criticism <laughs> after that. No, no, no. Uh, uh, no, she does really good. Like yeah. uh, the only the only part like that I think was kind of cheesy to me mm-hmm. was the the dinner party they're having. Like everybody oh, that was like acting the, that I like the dinner party. See, I didn't like it. It felt like, compared to the rest of the movie, that felt like television-level acting from all the side uh, characters and stuff. Well, but it, that's kind of the point, though. It's I meant guess, to be, yeah. like, the most pedestrian. I don't yeah, like exactly. that point. Urban. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. But, like, I love, like, his interaction where, like, the one guy's like, so what do you do? And he's just, like, time to be the most boring man ever. Yes. <laughs> and then, like, he walks away. He's going to make a drink. And, you know, like, she's telling the story in the other room. He can see her through the glass. And, again, like, they immediately lay cues down is like what his abilities are he's yeah. reading their lips knows the story so he leans in he provides mm-hmm. the information like how did he hear this like it's like the it bleeds through the seams of who he is yeah in real life, as opposed to this persona he has and yeah. then then he pours out the, the, the I- dumping it, like, the ice gets like <laughs> he like the answers the phone hangs it up and the next thing is him just going out the back tossing all the ice in the backyard and be like honey we're out of ice I gotta go to the store <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, honestly, the, this was definitely the, the first time, like, watching a Mission Impossible film where I was like, ooh, I could get behind this. But, okay. And I think the reason why is because the Philip Seymour Hoffman was such a good villain oh, that he yeah. leaves such an impression on you with that first cold open yeah. that you just, you want more. And he really doesn't have a lot of screen time in this film. Right. Like, maybe 10 minutes? Oh, uh, uh, it might be, like, six. I think it's got more lot. than that. I don't know. Really? I don't think so. He has such a huge presence. I felt like he was there. For yeah, a while. like most of the Vatican heist, he's not there. And then, like, he's yeah. in the cold open, and then they just reuse that footage. Yeah, at, at the end, and he has a little tuffle with with Tom Cruise, and then that's it. Yeah. And then, like in the whenever they capture him in the plane, there yeah. you go. Yeah, I feel like like my my thoughts on this movie have not really changed from like the first time I saw it in theaters to like rewatching it now. I, I, the only difference I would say is the. Um, I think I was less annoyed by some of the filmmaking techniques yeah. at the time. I still didn't like the shaky camera. No, back shaky in, cam nobody back then. Shaky no, cam. Like, 06, I was already over it. I was like, all right, stop it. This is not a thing. Born, born stop was, this trend. Born was hot, right? Red hot yeah. right then, right? Because that was Ultimatum came out in 2005? Yeah. yeah. Or Supremacy so, came out. One, one of the, the two. second one, one, I think. Yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, I was already over the shaky cam in 06. But, like, I think the color grading didn't quite... I hadn't hit my saturation with that yet yeah. at the time. <laughs> saturation. That's <laughs> exactly the oversaturation. So that that was the thing that stuck out to me this time was like, oh man, yeah, this is definitely of that mid aughts, oh, you yeah. know, like like look to it. Yeah. Um, I I think for me, it's the the story itself is 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 pretty good. There's mm-hmm. there's definitely some like. Um, Moments where, like, you can kind of tell Billy Crudup and his character is the double crosser a little early. Like, a I, little yeah. bit. I didn't a really. Bit. Yeah, it's it's not as. Um, I think they could have done a little bit more to make you really think it was Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Uh, to really just sell that so that that twist has a little more impact. Yeah. But I do like that 
you know, they set up the, the lip reading thing in that mm-hmm. opening scene and then Billy Crudup is, is talking to him and they, they pay it off really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there is some good setup and payoff in this movie. Yeah. It just like definitely, you know, when you compare it to like ghost protocol and some of the other ones, it's not, a, the action is not there yet. Like I it, feel like it's not all three of the first movies, every there, there are so many good parts to it, but the action hasn't quite fully clicked in. Like the mm-hmm. second one was like the John Woo vacation of yeah. everything felt like weird. Doves. And then, like, the first one had that very mid-90s. Pigeons. <laughs> pigeons, yes. Budget doves. <laughs> yeah. you mean pigeons? We had one dove. Trash, it was like a CG. Dove. <laughs> we had garbage doves. Rats with wings do your things. <laughs> I picture John Woo saying it just like Danny DeVito in Batman. Rats with wings rats do your things. And the pigeons fly. Everybody claps. Yeah. Uh, this movie definitely like feels like an evolution towards more of a like, okay, this is, we this had is our prototype. Yeah. This is like, we're, we're trying to be, be a little more serious about mm-hmm. Ethan and, and they give him the, the, you know, the marriage and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, when I watched the, you know, the first three to, to do up to this point, right? Yeah. The first two I watched on my own, my wife didn't watch them. Yeah. And I was kind of like, well, I, got, I need to watch three. And she's like, well, you know, I didn't watch the first two. I was like, look, those two are like basically their own universes. They really are. And this is really the start of the Mission Impossible franchise. Like this is the, yeah. the prototype, the form. Like when we talked about Bond, right? Like what defined the formula, right? This is really the beginning of the formula yeah. that they play out throughout the rest of the series. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's anchored by a phenomenal villain, yeah. And Philip Seymour Hoffman, like he is just killing it every time he's on it, like even late mm-hmm. in it when he, he pulls the whole line about like, you know, I, I told you I was going to kill her in front of you, but I think I've decided I'm going to kill you in front of her. And like, my wife is like, he's such a good villain. Like, oh yeah. Like he, every time, cause he's such a deliberate talker and like he feels, even when he's like on the plane, right. When he has no control. Mm-hmm. Over yeah. this, I mean, he's strapped into a chair hanging out of a plane. And he says nothing. Nothing. Yeah. He doesn't even come close to breaking. <laughs> well, it's he like, like he's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Well, like Ethan comes like Adam, you know, kind of almost like a spider monkey of an inter- interrogation, right? And he's just yeah. like, what's your name? <laughs> Do you have a girlfriend or a wife yeah. or someone you love? Because she's going to die. She's yeah, going yeah. to yeah. suffer. Just yeah. Perfect just yeah. delivery oh, yeah. of this this guy that is so just over his situation. Oh, yeah. Where he's yeah. like, I know you're IMF, and then I'm going like, I'm just going to figure it out. I'm going to figure I'm, it out. Then I'm going to murder every single person in your family. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Well, especially compared to, you know, the, the bad guys from the first two movies, yeah. right? You know, that have felt kind of, you know. One note. One note, kind of cartoonish. I mean, the, I mean like. The first one. The first one. I, I, the th- second one is a cartoon. The first one is is just a different type of spy movie. It at is. At the end of the day. It is, yeah. But he he's the first villain, I guess, that feels scary. Well, that's, yeah. like, terrifying of, like, what this dude could do. Mm-hmm. This, this feels, too, very much like a Bond competitor, Right, it does. We so, a, yeah. One, we get a ton of gadgets on display, like yeah. just everywhere. And I think the, well, while we can ding the action sequences, the actual, like operation sequences, you know, like oh, I think kind of the, the, the Vatican, uh, the, the heisty type, yeah, yeah, yeah is just boom, 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 over and over and over again. Great, yeah. Um, and I feel like two, the two characters we have who have actually you know made it this far in the franchise, in Ethan and Luther, yeah, yeah. I feel like they have 
phenomenal chemistry. Their oh, yeah. conversation, like mid operations conversation, <laughs> like when he's when he's dressing him up to impersonate, yeah, that's Davian, my favorite part. And just and talking like, about the you know, wedding. They talk like, about you know, I don't think you should be engaged. Like, like Luther, Luther, Luther. Good. We got married two days ago. It's just congratulations. congratulations. Yeah, yeah. It just, <laughs> like just turns on a dime. Oh, it's it's so good. A dime. Yeah. Yeah, the so the Vatican sequence is pretty great. Oh like yeah, it, it really feels like they got that really written down because mm-hmm. they take that for the further move or for the later films and yeah. they do they just amp it up. Right. Yeah. yeah. But even even that one in in three, like it, it has the hallmarks of a good operation or heist, whatever yeah. you want to call it, because it. All the pieces you, are moving. Well, you know enough of it mm-hmm. to kind of know where things are starting, and then as things start to shift, you're like you're you're, you're never fully clued in as to what their what the goal whole, is. Yeah. you know goal is. And then when it connects, you're like, oh, that's satisfying. Like mm-hmm. it's just like that last piece falling into place. You know? Well, that they're like they're communicating with each other, and like you know, I'm I'm through the door in thirty seconds, or I'm you know in this hallway, yeah. and you have that amped up tension of the the guards going back to check, and you know, they don't have the voice those, isn't the voice ready. In, yeah. yeah, and he has to ad lib. <clears throat> He's yeah. like waving him out. <laughs> I, I yeah. did like um, whenever he goes up over the wall. That's a good one. And, uh-huh. um, and like, you know, they're arguing in Italian and then they have like the, <laughs> yeah. um, he's like, oh, make sure you you don't forget the smoke. And then like, he just turns, turns on the smoke, smoke from machine. the engine and stuff. Yeah. Like, I love that. Yeah. I thought all of, all of those sequences were definitely the high points for me. Yeah. I think um, one of my favorite, my, my favorite sequence, I think in the movie my favorite scene, if you will, is the the Carrie Russell rescue. Mm-hmm. So, like from the oh, start really good, yeah. to the execution to the end with the bomb in her in yeah. her head, that mm-hmm. is such a gnarly like I mean, thing that like you're not ready for it because it's again in the Mission Impossible universe. You we haven't have, really seen any gruesome deaths. We haven't had a ton of them. And well, you, you did well, have you, um, you know that, Emilio Estevez get killed by but, a, but an elevator you don't spike. See it? You don't happen. see it happen. Yeah, yeah, this really drives home that like. This like, is real. You this understand. Is your, this is not your mommy and daddy's well, mission well, impossible. No, but you understand why he would want to like get back in the field now. Because oh, it's yeah. like this happened on his watch. In, right like, in, in his hands. Because like, also they, yeah. they have, they're so good at what they're doing. Uh, it does have a bit of early 2000s with the freaking trackball machine guns. It's oh, little, for sure. Yeah. A little silly, but. Yeah. Don't you talk about my trackballs like that. Stupid trackballs. <laughs> I, that was one of the things because I, I haven't seen this in a while, and it was one of the things where, like, when this mission started, and I was like, "Oh, the stupid trackballs are going to come out." I forgot about the trackballs, uh, but like, they're so like in control. It's and like they, he's just playing golden tea over here. Yeah, for, he is. Yeah. You, you know that you know that dude. You, like, you go into like your local bar. Like, man, who always has the high score at golden tea? It's Luther. <laughs> it's Luther. <laughs> he hacked into every golden tea just to set the high score. Uh, but like. They're so in control and they're great at improvising. They always make everything work. And then at the very, very end of it, it doesn't work. Right. Just because yeah. they like they they had to, you know, um, the the Asian girl, I can't remember her name um, uh, for the team. Right. But she gets knocked out of the thing. So he has to save her. And that's just well, enough time. Well, for her name is to go off. Well, the, which I don't think they ever say her name. They, out loud. Like, yeah. The, um, uh, defibrillator case is what they're holding on to each side of. So that's yeah. literally how he pulls her back in yeah. is with the case they need. Yeah. And, yeah. and those kind of things, it's like, it's, it's just a comedy of errors at that point yeah. to where like there, it was as 
out of their control. And the one thing I, I love about that whole sequence is up until, like, basically he gets her out of the chair and, like, he pumps her full of adrenaline and stuff and, like, yeah. they're kind of interacting, you think that she just got captured and she's not very competent. And then the second she's like, hand me the gun, yeah. and it is, like, full-on just tactical, yeah. just going is through. a lot of search, fraud, yeah, yeah, which is really, really cool yeah. sequence. And you're like, oh, she's, like, really good at what she's doing. Yeah. She just got – she got betrayed, and basically. They, and they also yeah. work together very well. Yeah. But then we have the betrayal, and mm-hmm. I love the layers in there where it's, like, she even says, you know, it came from his office. Yeah. Not that it's his voice, which, again, in the Mission Impossible world, you, don't, you couldn't trust that either. Yeah. Right. Oh, I have photos of him. Well, you can't trust that either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but – it, like they set that up because again, you know, I've seen it before, right? I've yeah. Watched with my wife. She's never seen it before. She didn't see that being like she thought that it was full Lawrence on Fishburne. Is Fishburne the whole nice. way until mm. it hit. So, like, it still has elements there that will read through if you haven't you know, already yeah, seen. And those stuff. kind of moments are always really good, good. Yeah. because you want yeah. to like, especially when you're watching with other people that don't know, and you get to see kind uh, of like yeah. the reaction curiously, yeah. Um, so I think one of my favorite, one of my favorite scenes is pretty much right at the end after, you know, uh, he kills, um, Damien, Davian, Davian, Davian. Yeah. Uh, and then he comes back in and he is explaining to Julia, um, it's like what a Beretta is, how oh, to shoot it, yeah. how to reload it while he has like, you know, this, 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 this sound ringing. in his head. Yeah. And he's like. He, she's like, you need to explain. She's like, I can't explain. I don't have time. You're gonna have to turn this on and turn this off real quick. Don't forget to turn off the don't part. Don't forget to turn off. Part. Yeah. And and this whole sequence. And then the second that she does it, bad guys come in. and She has mm-hmm. to like, yeah. You know, stop. You know, her her husband at this point is dead. And that's and such a video game sequence. Like, it didn't feel a, like a, the cutscene's over. Level begins. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I love that kind of because um, it really amps up the tension. Yeah, because for sure. you know that like you know like the only person that can bring him back is her. Well, and then when he pops back up and he like pops up ready to go, like like grabs the gun ready to oh, go. Yeah, he looks around. He's like, "You did this." <laughs> like, all right, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was it was good, and you know you do have like the little like bow tie at the end where they they. I, I guess allow her to come into the IMF and like you know she gets it brought in. Yeah, I, I do yeah. love him explaining to her. So I work for this agency called IMF. What does it stand for? Impossible Mission Force. Like you're kidding me, right? <laughs> like they make fun of the fact that it's, it's kind of a cheesy name. Yeah, uh, I love the sequence. So I'm not a huge fan because like the Vatican heist is great. It's really well spelled out, right? The Rabbit Foot heist, obviously, oh, it's kind of like a little bit of subversion. A time crunch, right? Uh, but I love one the setup for it of the stupid baseball machine, like bouncing the base, like where she's like batter up and the ball like, to get the guards' yep. attention. Um, but the bit where the the other two members of the team, the I can't I don't remember their names, but the the pilot guy, yeah. and uh, the Asian Zen. lady Zen, yeah. Zen, uh, and his name is. Declan. Declan. Sure. I don't think I, I know. They I don't never remember said his they, name. them. Yeah. Their if they names, said yeah. their names, it's the first scene where he's like, this is Declan and Zen. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> just like breeze past it uh, and never say it again. Like Benji's name gets said multiple times, but when they're sitting in the van and she's saying the prayer and he's like, well, can you teach it to me? He's like, wow, like this is like a kind of a tense moment right here. Yeah. And then just Cruz come, comes in over the radio, 52nd floor, up, 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 eyes up, eyes up. Yeah. And he just <laughs> blows through the glass while they're like, well, there's not enough <laughs> space for the shoe to open or yeah. whatever. But it's just such a, like a quiet, like, 
you know, tense, introspective moment, and then just get nailed in the face with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I do like that you don't actually see, like, him trying to steal it. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, you're just like, we haven't heard from him. Have you heard from him? No, I don't know. And then, like, he just bursts out of the well, that, uh, that's out of the window. Very unlike Mission Impossible yeah. too, where like he goes into the you know the uh, uh-huh. the long through, tower through and the you roof. stay with him the whole, whole way. way, and then you see you know Luther and what they're going through, but you stay with Cruz. Yeah. So that was a, a good twist, I thought, of like mm-hmm. we don't get to see that part of it. Well, and that's probably where Abrams kind of looked at that and he was like, all right, they did that last time. We're going to do the opposite this time. We're gonna yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so a couple of fun bits of trivia here. So after the success of Shaun of the Dead. Uh, Simon Pegg was asked whether or not he was going to be pursuing a career in Hollywood. Oh. Uh, to which he laughed and replied, it's not like I'm going to be in the next Mission Impossible 3. <laughs> and then he got cast. And then he got cast well, again. At that point, yeah. JJ's like, call him up. <laughs> uh, Ethan Hutt makes references to Lake Wanaka, right? So Lake Wanaka is a lake in the South Island of New Zealand. And which oh. Tom Cruise visited while in New Zealand filming The Last Samurai. He okay. liked the place so much that he included it in this film. Okay. Oh, okay. So a little Last Samurai nice. reference for Andrew, Andrew there. Andrew yeah. eats it up. Got to yeah. feed him a little bit every now and then. <laughs> Keep we'll, a we'll review it eventually. Here's a little bit of Japan, Andrew. A taste of Japan. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson was cast in the film early on, but was pulled out of the project. Her role eventually went to Carrie Russell. So she would the have initial. been she, the initial. She could have been um, Black Widow before she was Black Widow. Oh, yeah. oh okay, gotcha, yeah. Uh, also, Ricky Gervais was originally cast to be in the film in some Ooh, capacity. I, I don't know, that would be weird. I don't, I don't think be, that he was supposed to be Benji's he, character he necessarily. Gonna be, he was going to be Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that would have, I, Please, no. <laughs> that would have been wild. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he was replaced by Simon Pegg. So okay. I think the that, that overall effect was for the better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and I mean, and Simon Pegg has gotten some, um, substantially good, um, work after just this film. I mean, cause he's been in every oh, single other yeah. one. Well, he's, like, he's one of the writers for it these days. Yes. Like he's been writing, he wrote on the last two question mark. I know the mm-hmm. last one for sure, but I think the last two. I mean, just ama- imagine just like making like Shaun of the Dead and then now you're, um, in, Mission Impossible franchise, the Star Trek franchise. Right. J.J. Abrams really liked him. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. <laughs> Which, I mean, I can't blame him. Well, and he, in this film, he only has, like, a minute worth of screen uh, he's, time, He's maybe. a very small character. Yeah. yeah. But this is, again, this is the film where we start to actually pick up the pieces that are actually going to be the yeah, franchise. Yeah, what's going to come later on, which I think I really like. Now, there's not really a big, I'll say, stunt in this one. Nah, not, no, not, not a, a specific a stunt. I mean, like, like the, the bridge the, shootout scene with the, the drone and the, and the yeah, helicopter. That's pretty exciting. One of the bigger action set pieces. Yeah. Which, big shout out to when uh, the, the missile hits and he's thrown up against a car. Yeah. He's thrown up against a white 2007 Dodge Stratus, and I owned that car. That and specific one? That, that one that Tom no, Cruise that, yeah, no. smeared himself But when against. I saw this movie in theaters, I was like, ooh, that's my car. <laughs> <laughs> he just fell into my car. <laughs> So wait, on, every me. time I see it now, I'm like, there's my Stratus, hold on, baby. Wait, wait yeah. hold on. I'm stop right there. Okay. What was the year of the car? It was, so it was white? 06 white Stratus. Oh, okay. You said 2007, I think. Oh, sorry. Time. I meant I was 06. Like, you've got a time traveling Dodge. You went time traveling. You've got a <laughs> no, Dodge yeah. Stratus? No, hold on. I bought it in 06, but it wasn't 07. It was the, you know how you oh, buy it like yeah, a yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you buy it in October, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually I have a question about, so whenever the missile does hit him, he gets, he doesn't get thrown forward. He gets thrown sideways. Mm-hmm. 
I don't understand that. JJ okay. Abrams. Well, the missile isn't like, <laughs> but the missile isn't perpendicular. Andrew, to let me explain it's to you little... how missiles blow up. Right? They blow up out the side from the shot. He's right in front of it. No, no, it's 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 like it's not it's not far enough away to move him literally sideways. Well, I like I don't I don't argue with that, but also like, but I will give me a second. <laughs> but like, it's not unrealistic. He's breaking out the for chalkboard. Him to get yeah, well, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pull out a paint of glass over. The movie. Actually, I'm going to get a grease stick and write on your TV screen over it. So what I, like he did with the fulcrum for the. For what the I fall. love about the fulcrum scene is that from the camera's angle, it matches up perfectly, which means from Tom Cruise's angle, it does it's wildly off. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's way off. Yeah. <laughs> and this math is not going to work. But yeah. I, I do like yeah. the bridge scene just because also we get a chance to really, we, like we really kind of see it throughout that this set of IMF agents are hyper competent, right? Like this yeah. is a total buck wild scenario that's being played out upon them and their, you know, recovery, you know, this person's been shot, you know, civilian shot. We're going to move to them. They're like mm. moving forward in cover, covering yeah. each other. Yeah. You know, there's a G36 in the car. I know. As yeah. he's already like sliding into the car kind of thing. Uh, like they, they feel one like a team and two like really, really competent individuals as well yeah. throughout. Like there's never a moment where it's like, we need the pilot to be stupid, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like no yeah. one's holding the idiot ball. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. The other team is just more prepared. It's yeah. Like, I, I love two, two parts oh, that, of that, that foam sequence. stuff that they put. Number on one the, was the foam stuff. Whoa. That's so cool. It just, <laughs> <laughs> just crack it with the hammer. The second thing I really love is when, uh, Davian's just flying away and Cruz is shooting and he's just he's just staring he at don't him. even try to take cover he's just looking at him like I'm gonna kill everything you want and he's just like <laughs> flying away and you're like oh my gosh and, and he's also not even being like shoot that man because he's like oh I got plans for you yeah well, I also love when you know Cruz is apprehended you know because you as the viewer have that like I'm rooting for Ethan yeah. Hunt like why y'all stopping him mm -hmm. just believe him and then they lay it out for him they're like so you <laughs> We're on a bridge. You lost this. You caused this much damage, and then you fled the scene, and then this happened. You know, like well, you all also this had a rogue transmission that you didn't report. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like when they lay out all the stuff, you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know. He seems kind of guilty. <laughs> so I will say, like, whenever they were on, the, like, started on the bridge, I didn't realize that was the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. Yeah, Chesapeake I, Norfolk. I yeah. thought it was like, like Bahamas or whatever. Oh, because, no. like, like the one from. Um, 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 Bad Boys 2. Right. Oh, okay. the Key West. I thought, I thought it was that one. Yeah. So I was like, how is he driving all the way to Virginia right now to go and save his wife? <laughs> Man. Well, well, he well, cracked me what up. kind of Mercedes is he in? Yeah, they do mention it like on the radio, like as he's driving. I was like, okay, he's Chesapeake Bay. That yeah. makes more yeah. sense. Yeah. But like it, it does, they do play a little fast and loose with how long it takes to get from point A to point B. Yeah. Throughout the movie. Uh, well, they also do still do a, pretty far. They well, don't do a great job like of letting you know exactly where, where they are before yeah. the scene starts you kind of discover it yeah as it's going through yeah which which not necessarily a bad thing but if you miss it then you're really just like oh he's in the in key west where, where yeah. are y'all uh oh you know he's in dc okay like i saw the sign that said like 395 like where the heck is 395 okay it's right outside of dc oh okay but it, it did kind of crack me up because at the start of the party when one of i don't know her Sisters, yeah. Oh, you drove all the way up from Virginia. It's like, but you are in Virginia. <laughs> like, I know it's a big state, but that's a weird way to phrase it. Like, oh, you drove all the way up from the same state I live in. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say that next time. Oh, you drove all, all the way from, from Alabama. Alabama. 
<laughs> Which, you know, like if you lived in Mobile, yeah, that's a, that could be a pretty good drive. Yeah. And, you know, same thing for if you're way over on the side of Virginia, it could be a six-hour drive to get here or something. But you don't say it like that. You say, oh, you drove all the way up from Shenandoah S- Valley. Give me a name. Yeah. <laughs> Not the state you live in. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where Ryan had the hang up is that they're all just talking like AI. They kind of are. <laughs> a, a little, little bit. bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, give me your job description. The AI just starts reading off of the, the posted job listing. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> qualifications this, and skills. This job requires someone who works well under pressure, someone who can manage time themselves. <laughs> 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 uh, a, what is it? A um, um, ah, self-starter. That's yeah. the one that I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> the scene near the end where Musgrave... Uh, joins Ethan Hunt after the apparent murder of his wife. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. part uh, was rewritten on the morning it was shot. Interesting. And Crudup was reading his lines off of cue cards throughout the entire oh, wow. scene. Was that, that was actually a pretty good scene. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was really well done for yeah, being I'm like... Gl- I'm glad that they rewrote it. That morning they were like, hold on, what if? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Which, I mean, it kind of works too because the way you tend to shoot those conversations is it's over the shoulder, over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. So having cue cards works because it looks like he's just direct eye contact when yeah. he's actually just staring at this white card. <laughs> <laughs> so um, while the producer signed on J.J. Abrams as the director, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this was in August of 04. So that was after Joe Carnahan departed. So he was supposed to um, direct it, but he, oh. he left for whatever. The film was abruptly delayed for at least a year because Tom Cruise uh, committed to the abruptly greenlit War of the Worlds. Yeah, I was going to say uh, War of the Worlds yeah. came out in 2005, yeah. which actually is not a bad film. No, I like it. People really, yeah. people really railed on it when it came out. I liked it. I, I did too. I enjoyed it when I saw it. They, and, uh, yeah, I was a huge looked, fan they of the old at it, and they were World like, of the It didn't cause mass panic in the streets. Where's my radio show? <laughs> Where is my radio <laughs> play uh but the production was also delayed until summer 2005 causing it to be released in 06 because um there's no so abrams was hired after cruz saw episodes of his series alias on dvd uh, okay. uh, i keep forgetting impressed. that he did alias uh, yeah he did alias yeah, yeah. so cruz saw alias and was like this is the guy i want him <laughs> yeah he saw the doves with woo and said this is the guy and this time he's like i see what he's doing <laughs> with jennifer Budget garner does. and the wigs i like it <laughs> Get him you know, in here. You know, a wig isn't that far from a mask. We can work with this man. I think he can have a career. <laughs> yeah. It was fun, again, because my wife hadn't seen one or two, so she wasn't prepped for the, the type of mask reveals that mm-hmm. happened in the movie. So how did she react to those? Well, so when they were, she's like, are they going to 3D print a mask when they were doing it like in the Vatican, right? Yeah. Uh, so she saw that set up, mm-hmm. but it never occurred to her that, that someone else would have that technology right, or that the wife would be faked. Oh, so yeah. like for her, that That's scene a great was reveal. super intense. Like she, she basically said like, I don't think my heart rate was below 90 for basically the whole movie. Cause I was just like, what is going on? Like, what is, oh my gosh, they actually <laughs> killed her. Like, holy cow, you know? And then like, if you've seen two, like you know oh, it's oh, going to happen. Oh, yeah. they duct tape the mouth closed for a reason. Like, you know how this works, mm-hmm. but yeah. if it's, it was actually really fun to watch her react to these things fresh. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a good reversal of that thing that happened mm-hmm. in two where they did the, the, the tape under the mask, which I think is kind of better because it's like, mm, he's like trying to tell him <laughs> not to shoot. Um, yeah. I'm trying to, so what did you guys think of the team dynamic, like between the actors and the team in this one. I mean, I thought they had a really good good chemistry. Like it didn't feel, um, forced like the, like the first two films. This one definitely felt like they had real chemistry, like an actual team would be, even if they hadn't all worked intimately together beforehand, like you still have, 
Um, I always forget his name. Luther? Um, Luther. Luther, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I want to say Lawrence Fishburne, but I know it's, it's not him. Sure no. ain't him. Yeah. yeah. It's just because it starts with an L. And so you have Luther, and you know that they work well together, but right. then the other two actually fit quite in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I also like how kind of early on with like the offhand casual remark, like, don't forget to smoke. Yeah. Where it's like, Ethan still doesn't totally trust these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he, he knows Luther is going to be there in the yeah. right spot, but this guy, like, you know, I want to, I want to, I'm going to babysit you just a little extra. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which also works because he's been, you know, training agents for a while mm-hmm. now and everything, which I also really like that storyline of he's been, you know, he's retired. This is why he can yeah. go out and find a wife and mm-hmm. get involved and then, just drag just every time right I think in. I'm out, you just drag me back in. Yeah. Yeah. So one random thing, like, you know, during that kidnapping scene mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier, uh, uh, Gormley, which is, uh, Jonathan Reese Myers character. Uh, he tells Zen that he will rendezvous with her in 30 seconds. And exactly 30 seconds later in the film is when he walks up dressed up as a, um, oh, good. a guard. So they like, they, they really, that yeah, they really they perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. So they did that in the first film as well. Oh, yeah. A couple of times. Uh, so, like, again, it's it's just nice to see because, you know, you hate the thing where it's like, this planet will explode in 10 <laughs> seconds, six minutes later. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the time dilation in a lot of, like, TV shows and stuff gets stretched out quite I, a bit. It's, it's really everywhere. They, they just, in this series, for they just harp on that. Of like, yeah. hey, if we say, hey, this is going to happen in two minutes, let's make it two minutes. So I, it's probably not a big factor here, but this was definitely during one of the higher um, – run times for or more popular times for 24 which mm-hmm. is obviously yeah. like timed out but i mean they only did it once it's right. not like they made the whole movie about it right no yeah. but there, there's probably yeah. honestly i would say the, maybe some slight 24 influences maybe it's just they were both of the same time like with yeah. the, the color grading on 24 mm-hmm. sometimes gets it's into very this. very sepia yeah um, <laughs> very very brown Here's a random uh, little bit of trivia here, right? Okay. So David Fincher was attached to direct it at one point, mm-hmm. um, and he ended up dropping it out to, I think, produce Lords of Dogtown or something else. He, he moved on to something else. But yeah. when he was attached, producers were courting Sylvester Stallone to play the main villain. Oh, I could see that. I mean, I, I mean, Sylvester Stallone's a fantastic actor. That could actually Yeah, work. but I don't know if he could have done what it would not have no. been Philip Seymour Hoffman no. did, you know? Yeah, well, Phyllis Hoffman, interesting... I think, was perfect for the time because this was definitely in the mid-2000s where everything was kind of moving towards the more, I'll say, realistic and dark, grittier style because then you, you have... shaky cam out there. Let's go. Yeah, and, you know, you have these kind of more, I'll say, realistic villains where they're just cold-blooded killers and Phyllis Seymour Hoffman just just sold out for it. Yeah. Well, he, I also, he absolutely did. Yeah. He was ice in his veins, just cold. <laughs> well, I also like too, that they kind of commit to the, like not a bond villain where he's not going to just like, a, like leap off and grab his helicopter and fly away to fight another day. Kind of thing. Yeah. Like they just like, Hey, it ends here. Like this is, you know, you've threatened his wife. You've made you know his life just terrible. Like he killed, like the fight ends with you dead. Yeah. And no one is going to question, well, maybe he, maybe he's just stuck in the grill, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) they'll they'll pry him out, block down, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, they they did a good job of like having the finality uh, Mm -hmm. to it. So I was looking at the box office. Um, The budget for this movie was 150 million, which we've already stated. Yes. Yeah. But like, (laughs) I'm just giving you context again. (laughs) I was going to say how much it grossed. Like that gives you context. (laughs) 
he wants to let people. Apologies for those at home who aren't taking notes like Andrew, I guess. Instead of just being like, well, here's the gross. If you want to know what the budget was, you got to rewind back to minute seven <laughs> yeah. of the episode. Rewind back to seven. Dang, what what, what minute did we say it at, Andrew? Was yeah. it seven minutes and 22 seconds? You nerd. <laughs> The budget was 150 million, and uh, the domestic gross was 134 million. But worldwide, it did 398 million. Okay, so, so it made it money. Back. It definitely it, made it up worldwide. It didn't. It didn't necessarily rack up profits. Well, and that doesn't even include because this was definitely obviously before streaming. So this this absolutely made money back at DVD, DVD sales, sales, Blu-ray yeah. sales. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and syndication. Yo. You know, the, especially back then, people uh, TNT TV never underestimate how much. Yeah, like yeah. FX, AMC, you know, USA. It, yeah, it probably was a TNT. Keep saying thing. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, any other stray thoughts about Mission Impossible Three? Do you think we've covered so, pretty much everything? I got nothing. So the yeah. one thing that I would say as a knock, right? Is and it's not this movie's fault so much as it is the fault of the movies that came before it because they don't set any of this up. Yeah, is they, the emotional connection could have been a little stronger if between him other, and Jules. Well, just if any of these characters had existed in the prior film. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they, they. So at one point they were talking about bringing Thandie Newton back, mm-hmm. uh, but not as his love interest, but just as like maybe uh, just a like another agent or whatever team or yeah. something. But that fell apart. So that would have been at least a, a tenuous connection mm-hmm. to something. So this is Go totally ahead. unrelated to everything. I just <laughs> because you know we've been looking and researching these things or think, you know, yeah. I got a targeted ad on an article about Thandie Newton talks about her kissing Tom Cruise in mission impossible too. I was like, okay, what's well, so this? Is okay. I'll bite. Click. Right. Yeah. I was like, well, you got me. So I click it and it like the, the, like the subtitle is, you know, she was worried about smushing him. And I was like, is she that much bigger? Like Tom Cruise isn't a big, is she that much She's bigger? She's a tiny little that small. Well, so, but the actual context is talking about the way you have to kiss on screen. You can't actually like press against each other because it ripples your face and it looks weird on mm. camera. Mm-hmm. So how, Concerned she was that she's opposite you, know, a pretty big name star. Maybe that's why they do the be... tongues in Top Gun. Yeah, that's oh. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to be like very, oh. very <laughs> please no. But you have to have a very light touch. So it is yeah. funny that you bring her up because I just I literally like just read this article like yesterday. <laughs> Thanks for that contribution, Steve. Uh, now see I had to think about it. Now you have to think about it. <laughs> I don't want to smush you. Action. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Who wants to talk about our Patreon? Get us out of here. So for just $1 a month, we will not smush you. (laughs) Unless you're into it. I mean, come on. Check out our OnlyFans. We'll smush whatever. We're not going to smush you. We will smother you with bonus content. Hey, oh, there hey. it is. Yeah, that's a good time. That's tie-in. right. If One, you're a pervert for getting smothered in bonus content, <laughs> and we got a deal for you. For just $1 a month, you get access to all of our previous bonus episodes, as well as guaranteed one bonus episode a month, sometimes more. Sometimes more. And now these are... <laughs> never uh, less. <laughs> never less. These are a little off topic, a little a little different from our normal format, yeah. right? Like, What do we talk about on there? Uh, I mean, we have some really fun ones, like we talk about... Uh, or we look at presidential portraits and decide if we can beat them up. Yep. Or if they would beat us. Or up. if they would beat us up like Abraham Lincoln. He would Sever- Several us. of them would there, definitely there just destroy what, us. Was it Calvin Coolidge? We were all just like, this guy looks like a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, it turns out he was. That's crazy. No, I don't know that. <laughs> Check yeah, out the bonus Ryan. episode to find out if he was. <laughs> 
Uh, what was it? We had the uh, the Star Wars tier list. Star of the Wars main tier list. That was, that was, was pretty good. That was our first bonus. That episode. was uh, yeah. nice and contentious at times. Yeah, that yeah. Was a good not, one. but not as contentious oh, as yeah. doing James Bond openings. Oh man, the opening theme song and, the and ranking credit roll of each one, ranking them. It was uh, that was a tough episode. Actually. Heated, heated that was episode. Very heated. And by tough, yeah. I mean I was so entertained. Stephen had a great time because he's a chaos <laughs> I, goblin. I didn't because I had to concede to. Ryan over here. Yeah. I even I, though I could have outvoted you. Yeah. It's, see what happens though is justice prevails. Helped. So I no, was right. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like that's it's crazy how the universe see, balances itself, Andrew. Are you the see, villain? If you as the listener want content like this, this is basically what our bonus episodes sound like. <laughs> <laughs> Except however, for with less structure. <laughs> however, if you can't afford the dollar, we totally understand. Yeah. If you still want to support the show, you like what you've heard, we would love if you would leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Uh, you know, share us with your friends, share us with your family. If you see one of our posts on social media, Facebook or Instagram, you know, like, comment, yeah. share. If we you're listening on Spotify, hit that little follow button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, so obviously we're, we're this is mission rewatchable. We're yep. we're doing one Mission Impossible film a week, moving up to Mission Impossible Seven? Question mark. Yes. I mean, just Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Dead, Part but, One. But it is seven. Is it eight? No, seven. It's oh my gosh. One, people. two, three. Then Ghost Protocol. Then Rogue Nation. Then Fallout. Then Dead Reckoning. Okay. So it's seven. Seven. Andrew did that on his fingers. Part one. And hesitated about how many there There's were. There's a lot of these movies. my other hand up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so every week on Friday, we're going to have a new episode out following, you know, the, the upcoming Mission Possible film. So if you are like us and you're going to go be excited to go watch the new film, Follow along with us. Yeah. We, we can, you know, we can all rewatch it together. Well, <laughs> we I mean, can all experience this it, as well. It is fun doing these because obviously we're being very spoilery as we talk about it, but it kind of builds up the excitement to go back and rewatch some of these. It does. They were like, this one was a much better film than if you had asked me, oh, yeah, the Mr. Oh, you know, it was okay. Right? Yeah. I, I actually quite enjoyed I mean, it. Um, I am genuinely looking forward to Ghost Protocol. I, like, yeah. My, my biggest complaint with this movie that doesn't carry over to any of the color rest of grading. it is the shaky, shaky cam. cam. Yeah, shaky cam. The color grading is bad. I can deal with it if they'd hold the camera still. <laughs> Dude, in Shanghai, when he's like falling through the air and they're just like the cameras everywhere. Oh, like, I oh, can't do oh, yeah. this. We didn't, we didn't even talk about the best part of the film. Oh, I'm sorry. We got Go like 30 straight seconds of Tom Cruise running down a street in Shanghai. Yes. Just full on street, sprint. Yelling yeah. at people Tom in, Cruise in run. Mandarin. This is, oh, what, this yeah, is the like the first of the movies to really feature the mm-hmm. run, right? It was great. Gotta build yeah. that budget. Let him run further. I mean, yeah. he, like he has like the perfect run. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I it's much better than Steven Seagal's run. Have you ever seen his run? He doesn't run. He's on YouTube. Look up Steven Seagal running. It's a com- compilation. He runs like he waddle. And he waddles. <laughs> yeah. He like slaps his hands and his legs kick out to the left and right <laughs> as he goes. No. And they've got compilations from all of his 80s and 90s action movies where he's just like blah, 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 like. <laughs> It's fantastic. Bob. Okay. Yes. Well, on that note. <laughs> yeah. On that note, I think that's about all the time we have. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Andrew. I'm Steven. And every spoiler was intended. Yeah.